0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Peter Gabbett Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Timothy Hanks, and today is November 25th, 2020, which means I'm on day 347 in a row of 365 promised episodes and brings you unedited, unscripted, improv, news, movies, music, sports, food, entertainment, and all things except Politics. Well, folks, there's been some slight inconsistency in my daily podcast, but that's not my fault. Anchor, the company I use, the app I use to create these podcasts, was down for a day and a half, which just throws a daily podcaster completely off a schedule, destroying my chances of completing 365 episodes in 365 days, but I'm going to keep doing it anyways And I'm going to double record in order to ensure that my podcast completes the mission of 365 and 365. Now blame me if you will, but it is not my fault. Anchor was down. I even checked the Facebook group. Other people were dealing with the same issue. It wasn't just my phone or my app or something. So I had to take it with a grain of salt and accept what it was. It's not anybody's fault except the jerks who screwed up at Anchor, probably not anticipating that their app would be so popular, even though it's the only one I've ever found that allows for free podcasts. In fact, they actually pay you to do podcasts if you put a little bit about Anchor in the podcast itself. And um, I have not really made much money off of that, but it doesn't matter. Because I am about that free life. It's about being free. If it ain't free, I don't want it. Or let's put it this way. If there's an option out there, if there's a whole bunch of options, you can choose this one or that one or this one. There's one that's free. I'm going free no matter what. Even if it sucks later on, I find out it's garbage. Hey, at least I didn't spend any money. You know, because you might spend money on something. Find out it sucks anyways. And you lost out on some cash. So Anchor, free, sometimes not always great. And that is why I'm a day behind and a dollar short. Don't forget, folks, this Saturday is the Battle of the Ancients. Roy Jones Jr. versus Mike Tyson. Also, Nate Robinson versus whoever that YouTube guy is doesn't really matter, but I mean, this is crazy. We've got an old retired basketball player from like 15 years ago against a YouTube star, followed by two 50 year old geezers who have not taken a punch in years. This will be a battle of the elders. This will be what it would look like if you went into an old folks' home and riled them all up and shot them all up with some steroids and got them all mad at each other and then sent them out to fight it out. I mean, these guys are going to come in on wheelchairs and leave on deathbeds. This is just going to be funny to watch. Uh, apparently... Experts predict this may be the most boring boxing match of all time. Now, it's only eight rounds, and it's an exhibition match, so they're not really getting anything out of this. I mean, they're getting money. Yeah, they're getting money. But they're not getting a championship belt of any kind. And they've both agreed to try not to hurt each other. I mean, why would you even say that in... Like, before a fight. The fans don't want to hear that. We want you to hurt each other. We all want to see the greatest heavyweight fighter of all time, Mike Tyson, knock the hell out of Roy Jones Jr. But we're not sure that's going to happen now. It might just be two old guys dancing around, making money, and this will then set a precedent On how to never watch old men exhibition boxing matches again. Because it's a waste of time. I think that with these two old geezer bums in the ring. And millions and millions of people around the world watching. One of them is going to step it up. And just try and massacre the other. And when that happens... You know, the egos between these two guys will get the best of them and they'll start swinging for the fences and somebody's getting knocked out and, like I said, taken out, not just on a stretcher, but on their deathbed. Like, there there needs to be a casket in-house so they can just place the dead guy directly into it. Have a funeral home ready to intake a massive human being who's sweaty as well. You know, have the coroner on standby because somebody's dying this Saturday in that Mike Tyson-Roy Jones Jr. fight. Speaking of Mike's, since we just talked about Mike Tyson, Michael Jordan, the best NBA Player of all time, flat out, just the best NBA player of all time. We all know he made some money off The Last Dance, the 10 part documentary that came out during the sports drought where none of us had anything to watch. So, what did we do each week? We watched another of the 10 part series of The Last Dance about Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. Now, I watched it 100%. I was entertained. I loved everything I saw. And I'm not even a fan of Michael Jordan. I hated the guy. He was the single reason why the Blazers did not win a championship when I was young. He was a dream shatterer for me, not a dream maker. But I do respect what he recently did. He donated $2 bucks from the proceeds of The Last Dance to Feeding America. Yes, he donated this money to people who need food in Chicago and North Carolina, two places that mean a whole lot to him. He grew up in North Carolina. He went to college there, high school. And of course, we all know he played for the Chicago Bulls and Chicago became his city eventually as an adult. So two million bucks goes a long way. Experts predict that coming soon, 16% of the United States will be going hungry in some way or won't have food to feed their families. That's 54 million people. That's worse numbers than we had during the recession. And this means that the money couldn't come at a better time. I don't know if he knew this or if he just sporadically decided... You know, spontaneously just made the choice to drop two mil to Feeding the Hunger. But I respect him for that. I'm, I'm going to be honest. If I'm making millions of bucks and, you know, let's just say I made 10 mil off of that 10-part series. A million off each episode, which I know he made more than that. But let's say he made 10 mil and he gave two of it up to charity right off the bat. Boom. Cut a deal. Two million. You know, that's, that's pretty honorable. That'd be 20% of what you made off a documentary about your life and your gaming and your championships and everything you did. Now, in the end, he probably made more like $50 million off of that. But that doesn't matter to me. To give away $2 million, that's a lot of money. If I had $2 million bucks, I would consider myself filthy rich. But this day and age, $2 mil for a guy like Michael Jordan... That's nothing. That's like me giving two dollars. As many millions as he probably has is as many actual just single dollars that I have. So I respect this guy. Mad props to you, MJ. The real MJ. The non-child molester, freak, pop star, weirdo, MJ. The actual basketball player that, when I hear MJ, I think Michael Jordan. I don't even think Michael Jackson anymore. You know, I used to, before all the weird stuff. But that's over now. He's a chimo. Michael Jordan's not. Sure, Michael Jordan was a rude bitch In the NBA, he was. A lot of the players, even on that documentary, even his own teammates said, hey, man, this guy's not nice. But he's not nice because he wants you to be the best. He pushes you to be the best because he is the best. And that's why... I respect this dude. I might not like him, but I respect him. Kudos to you for dropping two mil to feed the hunger. Well, folks, last year, Disney made a profit of $10 billion. Yes, $10 billion. What have they made so far this year? Negative $2.8 billion. I mean, just imagine losing that much money. That is just unfathomable that a company is able to lose 2.8 billion and still stay afloat what's keeping disney alive is it its theme parks no at one point all 11 theme parks worldwide were closed the only ones that are open now are the shanghai and florida locations disney world itself open shanghai disneyland open Disneyland in California, the original one, closed, and will remain closed until the end of the year, they say. And it looks as though Disney is not finished with the layoffs, claiming that its original thought of 28,000 employees back in September will actually be more like 32,000 employees. 32,000 people losing their job. Wow. Just think about that. That's a small city. That's a large town worth of people losing their jobs. Now, of course, Abigail Disney is going to scrutinize them for, for these layoffs and this downsizing, claiming that this is just not the way of Disney and it's unacceptable. But if they're not making money, they have to cut cost. What way to do that? Cut The employees that aren't working anyways. It happened to every other company. We all lost our jobs. It's not just Disney employees. They employ 100,000 people in America. That is a ton of peeps. Now that's a decent sized city right there. 100,000. I gotta say, if I'm one of the Disney employees getting, getting fired or laid off or furloughed or whatever, I wouldn't even be mad at them about it. Because in the end... I mean, it might be time to consider a real career instead of standing at Disneyland, making people smile, being an imagineer, whatever those are. I mean, how really far can you go? I guess some people truly do make a full on career out of working for Disney. Others, they're just, they're obsessed with that lifestyle. They love the movies. They're always happy. They believe in magic, all kinds of things that make them want to be a Disney employee for the rest of their lives. Now, Disney's also lost money on movies, with such movies as The Black Widow being halted and delayed for, like, an entire year or more. And all the other Marvel movies they had in their back pocket waiting there to be released probably years from their expected date. The only saving grace for the Disney company right now is Disney+. Plus. Now, Disney+, Plus is still making money. In fact, now they have 74 million subscribers. People are on board with Disney+, Plus, and I think it's because of The Mandalorian. That's the only reason I have that. And I don't even have it for myself. I use somebody else's Disney+. Plus. Just to be honest, it's just not worth it for me. I have a box. It gives me The Mandalorian anyways. But it doesn't give me it on the exact day that it comes out like Disney Plus does. I have to wait a following day, which I'm not willing to do because Mandalorian is awesome. And I cannot wait to watch the next episode. Mandalorian is the saving grace single-handedly of Disney right now. That's crazy to think. If they didn't have that show out right now, what would they be giving us that would make us subscribe to their stupid streaming service that has nothing great. Old Disney movies that I've already seen a million times are not enough to make me have a streaming service. Most of us bought DVDs, Blu-rays, even VHS tapes back in the day of every single Disney movie that ever came out. And unless it's been like the last five years, we already have a version of one of their movies, to watch at any given time without having to pay for a streaming service. So keep Mandalorian going. Immediately after that, you need to dump something else into our laps because we're not going to wait too long for new content that we actually care about. WandaVision comes out next. Hopefully that's a pretty good show. I mean, I'm not super excited about it. I do love Scarlet Witch. She's an amazing character in Marvel. I think one of the most powerful, but is it going to be like a, a 50s style love comedy thing between her and Vision? That's what it sounds like. Will there be any action? Is it some kind of version of a show that we don't expect? I don't know. And it doesn't look like it'll be great. So it's all about Mando right now. And it's a good thing Mando can handle all the people that want to watch it because that's the only reason I have Disney Plus. I've said it a million times. This is the final time I'll say it. Disney Plus sucks. I'm skipping the real story today, folks, because I am doing a makeup episode right now. And again, it's not my fault. It's Anchor, you can blame them. They were down for a day and a half, which destroyed my schedule, which means now I have an additional episode to record. Right here, right now, right after this one. So I'm going to do it for you. It's a Thanksgiving Day special. Stay tuned for the next episode. There's going to be some cool stuff going on. But until then, I part ways with you with a musical note, a musical number. And I have yet to decide what that is. So it's going to be a a surprise. And I'm I'm sure you're going to like it, no matter what. It'll be enjoyable. Have I ever played any music you hated? I probably have. Most of it, I'm sure. In fact, if it's underground hip-hop, I'd say the majority of my listeners don't give a ever-loving crap about it. Skip past it. Don't listen to it at all. Laugh about it. Whatever they do. But that doesn't matter to me. I have my own choice of music. Everyone does. And I will play some for you right here, right now. I appreciate you listening to the Peter Gabbitt Podcast today. I know it's a short episode. You know, it's just one of those things where I can't be sitting around making podcasts all day. I wish Anchor would understand that because they are the reason that I'm behind now. Never in my Peter Gabbit podcast career have I been behind this often, but apparently their app is being overloaded. And for that reason, I say, I will talk to you all tomorrow. Now, folks, out there in the world, there are some rap groups that I laugh at. They're just a joke to me. I just don't understand how they are popular or why people like them. And one rap group in particular that is just a laughable joke to almost everybody I've ever met, like, not one person I know really does like this rap group Three Six Mafia. It's a joke. You can't really seriously think it's quality music. It's garbage. Project Pat is a moron. But that does not mean we all don't have at least one 3-6 Mafia song that we either know or even have on our playlist. And I actually have one on mine. It's the more common one. It's the one everybody knows. It's called sipping on some si- syrup. I don't even know how to say it or what it is. It's it's so dumb, but it's so dumb that it reminds you of a time when you were young and dumb, and it has a little bit of nostalgia attached to it. So for that reason alone, I'm playing it for you. Let's all have a good laugh and remember the time when we thought sipping on that syrup was a decent cut from a group called Three Six Mafia that we all laugh about now. Thinking of boot ass shit. KY jelly packing ass, nigga, you better get your bitch ass up off the street, nigga. You got five seconds to get your hating ass up nothing, out, out here, cause there's some trill up, nigga. ass niggas in this motherfucker. Yeah, nigga, y'all know the motherfucking scope. Y'all non snarlers, non smokers, non sippers. Get the fuck up out of here, bitch. Nigga, it's some sipping ass, pouring up ass, smoking ass, getting high ass niggas in here. 3-6. UGK, nigga, we putting it down in this motherfucker. And we ain't playing with you you motherfuckers. Now, pull it up, nigga. Dipping on some scissors. some some scissors. some Tip some scissors. some some Tip Pigeon and bargaining. You say that you a boss. I ain't believing that shit. You got the funny Geneva watch with the Ferrari kit. Take that monkey shit off You embarrassing us. I got the red missile scene. Thick orange and yellow tusks. Hydro-cold down on the hands, free foam The 84 from on them blades, 20-inch long If you got 16, you can get a visor. I'm chucking on that just sweet and sippin' on that scissor Some niggas scared the flaunt it Some niggas, they want it, want it Some niggas, say jonah it, jown it But I be fucked up Phony, but with the mafia six, and we ain't about that bullshit If we gon get high, we gon get high, and we gon have some bitch Two niggas all at the mouth, two niggas all at the ass And plus that sir papa a nigga, they caught all night and she cool with that She popped up, pill her eggs, and drank on some orange juice And just when you thought she was freaking, she done got super loose Niggas coming by threes and dudes all in circles Next is now what's Like that yellow, yellow, better. hey you itchin' man. Talking like, what's up? Ooh, vocal chords sounding lame. Nine. In my days, all we did was cheap out on a quarter pound, go no coke, eyes above. This, this shit'll knock you down, knock you out, make you fall asleep when you on them wheels. Ain't no doubt, hit me when I beat for this beat. Feel once again on my wicked high. Gotta had that drink. Yeah my nigga, see, know I feel like I'm gon' fuck your bang, nigga. Tune as sweet as my three six niggas pulling up in my southern credo Quick fast, we'll put it on your ass like John Vito Cause you frontin' rap singer, be creamy like a Zanga You ain't from the manger, boy, but you gets the middle finger Come danger, rum, drinker, occasionally take your bitch to the tiller And be a dick and come slanger when big bun come danger Nigga, ring your alarm, sexy thing on my arm Cup of drink in my palm, and that crazy shit I'm tripping on some skinny Bitches something that's host, I'm Florida the foes, for the most I'm steady, sip and on some scissors, and scissors, dipping on some dip, zip in on some scissors, dipping dip on some dip, dip in on some scissors, dipping dip on some dip, dip in on some scissors, dip, dip in once, dip, dip